Her ship alighted on the tarmac with engines snarling, hot air billowing out from beneath the thrusters. The hatch opened with a hiss, and she disembarked to the stench of the jump gate that had so recently spit her into McKess's orbit, a smell like piss and ozone. Underfoot, blast burns scorched the ground, signatures from ships that had been coming and going for 300 years. The township of Principes would have no cause for so much activity if it weren't for the kin school that loomed ahead. She was hungry, a little annoyed. There was a marble of nausea lodged in the base of her throat, a leftover effect of being flung from one star system to another in the space of two minutes. This part of McKess was cold and wet, and she disliked the monotonous sable plains flowing away from the tarmac. She disliked the filmy dampness in the air. If the kin schoolmaster had brought her here for nothing, she would make him regret it. The school itself was all stone and mortar and austerity. Somber-looking effigies stared down at her from the parapet of the second-story roof. The six gods, assembled like jurors. She looked over her shoulder at her trio of novitiates, huddled close to one another, watchful. Birds of prey in common brown. By contrast, she was quite resplendent in her red-gold coat, the ends swishing around her ankles as she started toward the open gates. She was a cleric of the kingdom, a holy woman, a member of the righteous hand. In this school were many students who longed to be clerics and saw her as the pinnacle of their own aspirations, but she doubted any had the potential to match her. Already, the kin schoolmaster had appeared. They met in the small courtyard under the awning of the entryway, his excitement and eagerness instantly apparent. He bowed over his hands a degree lower than necessary, a simpering flattery. In these star systems, power resided in the hands of the kingdom, and it resided in the first families. She was both. Thank you for the honor of your presence, burning one. She made a quick blessing over him, wrote, and they walked together into the school. The novitiates trailed behind, silent as the statues that guarded the walls of the receiving hall. It had all looked bigger when she graduated seven years ago. As if reading her mind, the kin schoolmaster said, It seems a lifetime since you were my student. She chuckled, which he was welcome to take as friendly or mocking. They walked down a hallway, lined with portraiture of the most famous students and masters in the school's history. Aver Paye, Ken Seekin Ken, Ludo Moonback. All painted. No holograms. Indeed, outside the tech aptitude classrooms, casting technology was little to be seen in this school. Not 50 miles away, her family's factories produced the very Sevite fuel that made jump travel and casting possible. Yet here, the masters lit their halls with torches and sent messages to each other via couriers, as if training the future hands was too holy a mission to tolerate basic conveniences. The master said, I hope your return pleases you. She wondered what they'd done with her own watercolor portrait. She recalled looking very smug in it, which, to be fair, was not an uncommon condition for her. I was on Taros when I got your message. Anywhere is better than that garbage rock. The master smiled timidly. Of course, 
Teros is an unpleasant planet. Makes is the planet of your heart. And the most beautiful of all. He sounded like a tourist pamphlet, extolling the virtues of the many planets that populated the treble star systems. She grunted. He asked, was your trip pleasant? Hardly any re-entry disturbance. Didn't even vomit during the jump. They both laughed, him a little nervously.